0: foot.
1: Bang, bang, bang. Oh, you got steel, son.
2: <laughs> oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the
3: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft Podcast. I'm Dusty. Uh, we got the full squad back again this morning. Benny, Azza, Lukey, how are we, lads? Good, mate. Good, mate. Good. Good.
0: Good.
3: sensational. Yeah, nice one. A bit of a change for us this morning, being the public holiday. We we're... Uh, we're getting stuck into it nice and early. It's only nine o'clock up here in Queensland, so normally we um, we'll, we'll jump into uh, our craft and draft section straight up. But being so early in the morning, we've we've just foregone that Gammon. Of course, we're in nice.
0: <laughs> drinking and drafting, and you.
2: I'm day drunk, get ready to see
3: my dick so lads we've uh we've we've settled on uh, a, a fantastic little brewery up here in uh, in Brizzy called Range Brewing, and uh, there is a little tap room down in Melbourne um I do believe uh, but outside of that, um, they don't have a huge footprint, but um, definitely uh, well accredited in the uh, in the craft beer uh, space. So we've decided that's the, our beer of choice this morning and they make some fucking fantastic beers. We've been there. look you've been there a few times as well and uh, there's a couple of uh, a couple of bottleos close to us that feature their beers quite regularly so we get down to them as well. So, Luke, he, um you did the uh, heavy lifting yesterday and went and grabbed it all for us. So what are you on this morning, mate?
0: Uh, I'm on the Time Out <coughs> Pale Ale. Um, it's just got a boatload of hops in it um, New Zealand hops, it's a hazy pale ale, it is one of the most delicious beers I've ever had. Um, And as far as breakfast beers go, you you just won't get a better beer to drink at breakfast, you just will not. Um, It just goes down a treat. Uh, I've, I've drunk some horrible beers at breakfast, crownies, uh, <laughs> <oases>. <laughs> but this, <laughs> this is uh because it's so hoppy and it's got that sort of really nice mouth feel and fruitiness to it um, without being overbearingly fruity um, you, you definitely feel like you're drinking a nice um, a, a nice breakfast
1: breakfast beverage
3: yeah nice one nice one as of what were you
1: lucky enough to grab mate uh, mate I've got a fine as keepers um, another sort of Dry hopped pale ale it's very close to a hazy actually. Um, in look and taste, um, five 5.5 percent. Um, I tell you what, these 440 cans can knock you about if you <laughs> if you tell have a couple of <laughs> a few of them. Oh, yeah,
3: and what about it like at nine o'clock in the morning? You make yeah, sure, make sure you have a <laughs> decent brekkie <laughs> for
0: sure. Let me say, guys. What, are you just gonna stop, or are you just gonna keep going today? <laughs> I think I'm just gonna keep popping this plate That's
2: it. And Benny, mate, what do you got today? Well, given I'm the the lager drinker out of us, um, I've, I'm on the Quench lager, and it's actually yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's um, not as full bodied as like a, a goat or something. It doesn't. It's not as close to an ale as them. It's. A bit easier to drink. It's only a uh, mid-strength, 3.4%, but it's just got a way better flavour than uh, some of your more commercial beers, your Northerns and that, um, but it's still pretty light, easy to drink. You could session on it very, very easily. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, nice, very good, and it's probably not going to ro- knock you around too bad. Nah, this nah, time I, of the morning
2: I might might get into something else later that will knock me about. So
3: yeah, me <laughs> why not, <laughs> lads? I'm on the movers and shakers. This is a double dry hopped IPA. It's a six point five percent. So, a couple of uh, couple of standard drinks in, in in my can, and again, it's a it's a little bit of uh, a hazy look. Got a bit of a hazy look to it And a bit of a hazy feel But very, very hoppy Nice kind of fruity tinge to it But it's not too overbearing And um, yeah, very fucking nice And Range do a lot of beers Very similar to this And very similar to the timeout. Out um, They've got the uh, lucky, they've got the Suburban Dream Which, you know, is... One of our collective favourite beers on here Because uh, we spent an afternoon on them down at the woods Down at uh, Blackwood Street that time and it's, and it's kind of very similar to that Got a nice taste to it So, and
0: yeah Whoa. The hazies are their specialty. Yeah. They they, they generally try to do a fair few hazies, mix the hops up, you know, mix the balance up, you know, different flavours and stuff like that. But uh, you can guarantee that you're probably going to get a hazy out of them and a bloody damn good one as well.
3: Yeah, and they specialise in the 440 cans too, so they don't muck around. You're either drinking or you're not with them. So (laughs) it's pretty good stuff. So, yeah, nice one. All right, lads. Um, so, a bit going on this week in the world of uh, Super Coach. and uh, we we know that uh, the app launched yesterday, which is which is really good, nice and early for us to kind of get in and have a bit of a bounce around. And so, um, this morning on the on the on the potty, we'll basically cover off on a couple of the changes that are going to affect draft and just uh, generally Super Coach, uh, and then also we're going to um, as we, we we've kind of called out earlier on in the year uh, is, is get stuck into a mock draft uh, this week. So we've got a few people jumping in on that already. Um, but for our listeners out there, we'll chuck something up on, on, on socials. If you want to get involved in it, uh, simply just DM us or just comment on on the uh, the post itself and get involved in it. Now, part of the Supercoach app is that they have a mock draft feature already built into it. I have explored that, and uh, where it's good, they will place you in a mock draft that they have already set up, all right? So what we are doing is we are setting up our own mock draft. It's just basically a dummy competition where we'll do our own draft, and we get to pick who goes in there, basically. So I guess the downside of the way the mock draft system is set up in Supercoach, albeit a good feature, is that if you don't get enough people in your comp, you don't get to mock draft. Basically um, So they'll have like a 10 man comp Or a 12 man comp Or whatever it is um, If you join at early doors It uh, may not fill up uh, may not be the squad uh, configuration that you want either So uh, you know it, it, it basically predetermines what you want to do So we've got a mock draft set up uh, Basically we're going to uh, hit it about 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon Queensland time So 4 o'clock um, in, in New South Wales and Victoria Uh, And basically, it's going to be a few of the Headbin boys and a lot of other listeners. We're going to try and get a 12-man comp happening, and that's already kind of started. So, uh, as I just kind of touched on, if you want to get involved, either DM us uh, or just comment on the post that we put up a bit later on today with the details. But it should be a bit of fun. It's early on. We'll do another one a lot closer to uh, when the season kicks off, but... This is a good opportunity to see basically where people's thinking is at in terms of where players should be drafted and... Obviously, you can kind of uh, put a pin in that and see where you kind of end up a bit closer on to when the season starts. But just kind of elaborating on that a little bit more is the changes to uh, the Supercoach app. Uh, and there were some really good ones that we, uh, that, uh, w- we put up yesterday, Lukey. Now, uh, we put a post up about it uh, late last night just on a couple of the really key features. Lukey, I'll chuck over to you and you can talk to it, mate.
0: Yeah, well, um, there wasn't a lot that happened in the draft space. Uh, most of the changes occurred. Um, well, the significant ones were to classic. So uh, you really needed to sort of read between the lines for the ones that would affect draft and the ones that were mainly for classic. But the the two that uh, were. Um, more relevant to draft, uh, well the only relevant to draft were the uh fully customizable squad configurations. Now that this is a bit of a rip at this one. So uh in the past they've sort of had I reckon it would be maximum five different squad configurations, and what I mean yeah. is how many different um spots per position. So one fullback, two centre wingers, three centre wingers, five, eight and a half you know, one front row, one hooker, whatever, you know what I mean? And and, and the general consensus is, you know, one fullback, four centre wingers, a couple of halves, hooker, two front rowers, three second rowers. But... Four bench, they, yeah. Oh, and four bench. What they give you the option to do is basically pick um, as many position, uh, spots for the positions as you as you can, like within realm, within a realm. So it's like... Uh, three hookers I think you can pick Uh, there's like 15 bench I think or something crazy like that depending on um, you know the squad size but you can go one across the whole realm you can do one front rower two halves two five eights one set it's a really good feature so I uh, encourage people to go and explore that because um, it's definitely something that I think that uh, you can take to your leagues it does have a a bit of a flow-on ramification in terms of, um, you know, captaincies and stuff like that. Does it, does it have an impact on that? Um, how many people that you have in your squad, uh, sorry, in your league also, um, you've got to take that into consideration, which is some stuff that the head bin um, locally is having some uh, good conversation about this morning determining our squad size uh, and configuration for the season going forward. So uh, really good um, new feature. And the other one is that uh, they've committed to adding player positions during the season at six week intervals. So at rounds six, Yay. 12, and 18. Yeah. So welcome to the uh, um, 21st century. Yeah, that's it. Super coach. Yeah. So, but um, so what I saw Sanks to say on Twitter to someone yesterday is that they're not going to a change a position. They're simply going to add. add. Yeah. So a player could potentially be um, not just a dual position player, but a multi position player. And that's due to being. Um, Uh, If, say, you've got someone who's a second row forward, like, say, Josh Schuster, uh, say he was 5'8 only last year, if he plays his whole season at second row and they decide to move him from 5'8 to second row, you then have to try and find yourself a 5'8, which in Classic, and, you know, all their changes are motivated by Classic, and in Classic that's sort of unattainable because it leaves, you know, it, it, it... Fucks with their budget and fucks with their players and all that sort of thing. So they're just going to add their heart on strings. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It fucks with their manhood. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're just going to add it on to the player, so you can keep them in the position that you drafted them in. But then you'll have the flexibility after six rounds. If that, I, I suggest that's what they're doing. I think it's about five I'm or six games in a certain position. They're gonna, every day, you know, update that player, day, which, which is great again. Because you know you're getting trade value out of players, you're also getting flexibility on your roster um, when that happens. And I mean, you know, how many times is uh, you know look Josh Houston last year? I would have loved to have moved him into my second row at times, um, but you know, had to play him at five eight when I, you know. But that's just one example. There's there's plenty more. Yeah. What about you guys,
3: Benny and Azza? What's your thoughts? I mean, I like the idea of uh, you know you can potentially. Draft a couple of 5'8s, and like Lukey said, one of them sits on your bench as a bit of cover. That all of a sudden he gets upgraded to second row and you can play or trade him. It's it's, it's just gives you really good flexibility.
1: I love the team selection um, options is really good. I mean, this morning, like as Lukey said, the we were sort of touched on a five man bench area um, just for our. For injuries and COVID protocol and stuff, you could sort of lose a bloke or three blokes within 24 hours due to COVID. So that sort of um, flexibility is really good, but we also talk to it helping trading in our league. We're we're a bit low on trading for some people in our league, but this might uh, help people or encourage people to trade more if you've got a bit more um, assets on your bench. Um, I love the... Revisiting Player positions During the year You just, like, As you touched on Shoe status Some other Like Other big ones Burton last year Would have loved To have chucked him In a In a CTW role yeah, Would not yeah. have been fire um, But yeah I think These are Absolutely positive Positive changes For a super coach For draft anyway
3: We're still working On the points Differential Ladder Position situation Which Yesterday On the Legends League um, Wilfred Or was it Wilson was kind of saying that that... That was Wilfred. It was Wilfred did say that that was a feature, but we can't find it. And just to kind of clarify that for everyone out there, anyone who's playing head-to-head, which in draft, that's all you can play, um, basically at the moment, ladder position is determined by four and against. And we all know that you cannot control the against portion of that. So it should just be solely uh, based on your four, the points that you can generate. Or at least just give us the option to do it. We couldn't find that. um, But that's, you know... I know, Benny, you've been a victim of it a couple of times where you've kind of finished sixth on points for and against, but you've you've killed the bloke above you in in, in output. So, uh, hopefully that's something that, uh, you know, maybe they can change. Uh, I don't know if they'll do it now, but, yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. something that needs to be tabled.
0: All right, rant alert. (coughs) Coming up. So... I I created like three leagues yesterday, trying to find this function that Wilfred screenshotted into the Legends League um, message chat that it existed, and that you can actually go back and change it once you've set up the league. And I so I went in and just created leagues, looking for it, couldn't find it, and so I, I hit him privately, gave him some screenshots, and his his reply was. Oh haha sorry mate I didn't realize you were talking draft. <laughs> I don't talk anything oh, else mate. We're in Jesus. a draft. Jesus. So and I've said it's is it so it's not in draft and he said I haven't made a draft league yet sorry. I guess not if you can't find it. So I don't understand why it's in classic. It doesn't matter, it, it, it's actually it's more It's irrelevant. Yeah. Well yeah and the thing is there is an element of I guess not defense but It's actually um, what someone scores against you is more relevant in Classic because most sides are fairly similar, right? So you probably find, even early on in a season in Classic, there'll be a lot of sides that are at least 60% the same, right? By the end of the season, the two grand final sides are probably 95% the same. So the difference, the play, the difference that the. uh, different players score is basically your points differential, right? So if if Dusty and I are playing Classic against each other, we've got 13 spots and 10 of our spots are exactly the same. So the difference that the three other three players get is your points differential, right? So yeah. it's actually relevant. The points differential is relevant in Classic, but it's just not in, in draft. But they've decided to bring it in fucking classic and not draft and you know what i'm going to say this i'm not i'm not rapping us because a lot of blokes in the uh, legends league supported this last year when we brought it up with wilson when he asked for changes but i reckon we're one of the only ones that actually trumpeted it to them and i'm sure other people probably got to them saying why don't you do it but as far as you know getting to wilson and figureheads i reckon we're the ones that probably brought it to their attention via draft via a draft league to the draft expert and they've gone and bought it into classic. I'm so sorry. I just... I, just...
2: <laughs> I think you got yourself a little confused there in the middle too, mate. But that's alright. We'll, we'll let the round no, no, slide. No, I no.
0: No, i, I, I 100% with... Uh, are you talking about with uh, the classic and the points differential?
2: Yeah, so you're saying that it, it is like it's, it, relevant. it's relevant in classic but not in draft? <coughs>
0: yeah, well, so in classic they've only got... One or two players different. So that difference that those two players score makes up your points differential. So Benny, if you and I, let's say, I'll I'll, I'll really simplify it. If we've got 10 players, right, 10 spots, nine of our players are both uh, exactly the same identical and we've only got one player each that's different. Your player scores 60, my player scores 50. For that week, my points differential is negative 10. And that yeah, that's
3: right. that's not a common occurrence in draft, where it's that low. Normally, you know, you're losing games by an average of fifty, seventy. No,
0: but, but what I'm saying, three hundred. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is that the points differential is it's relevant in that format because it, it's a tiebreaker. It's basically saying the players you picked that are different to mine with a difference in our result.
2: Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying now. Okay, cool.
0: And so, therefore, we're going to reflect it on the ladder and have that as a tiebreaker determination.
2: I'm not going to lie; I kind of zoned out on your rant a little. <laughs> I, I think we. I, I think called we've the section that just said "classic" too it, much. It, air it's time. relevant to classic, but not to draft. And I was like, "Hang on," nah, I zone back out again. But yeah.
1: that's the classic quota for the entire year. Yeah,
2: 100%. I was fading.
0: I was fading classic though. Like give me
2: yeah,
0: I, I was fading. Them, but and okay. and okay, and
3: this this um, this uh, double dry-hopped IPA has just kicked me straight in the nuts, too, so... um, Yeah, me too. I tuned out, too, Lucky, Sorry. I know it was a very valid point, and I was happy to let you just... Yeah, it was It was your moment, man. It was your moment. <laughs> That's
0: right. I didn't, know, I didn't know my wife was on the other three microphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. No, yeah, so right. I'll go upstairs and talk super <laughs> casual. Yeah. <hair. laughs> Uh, all right, I'm about to
3: get into this sour, this range sour, raspberry one. Yeah,
1: it's only a midi, three point yeah, nine. I did see that this morning. I mean, some most is about used to be around four <laughs> percent. Yeah, now he's just getting knocked around.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm also on this sour D line. How's it go? I'm just, about, I'm just pouring it right now.
1: Actually, Lukey, did you see one yesterday? It was... Um, it's very pink.
2: It's rosé coloured. Oh, it is, uh, isn't it? Very. Yeah.
1: Pink. Well, you're not getting ahead with a sour.
2: No, not right? a sour, no. Boy, it's, not, it's not particularly sweet,
0: is it? Hang on. I've got to have it. I've got to, I've got it's, to smell it. I don't like my
2: sours too sweet. Ooh. Yeah, it doesn't smell like Ooh. a raspberry sour, you know what it's, I mean?
1: Like. Your light's off, like Benny.
2: It. What? Yeah, man. So
1: you got all the lights off.
2: Lights are off.
3: Oh, that's fucking definitely sessionable. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too sweet, eh? It's not.
1: No, not at all. That's fucking. Ooh. Instead of a pub crawl, we should just, just try and knock out the whole menu at range. That, that's what I reckon. I reckon we should just. <laughs> pick, pull or die. Pick, two, yeah.
3: pick one or two joints and just go, all right, let's just sit here and fucking knock it out. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> we're here to. Um, well, yeah, we're here to, uh, basically, <laughs> fuck, I can't even get my words Drink beer. Out.
2: Yeah, that's We're here to drink it. beer. That's, that's, this is just Australia Day Chat. Oh,
0: 100%. Like, and that's the thing, right? You so need to, You need to fire off that sound grab. I'm day drinking. Get ready to see my dick. <laughs> that's where we're at. Well,
3: it's in fucking, it's in the craft
0: and draft intro. I know, but just fire it off randomly. <laughs> Can I get one, D-Lane? Right here.
3: Yep.
2: I am day drunk. Get ready to see my dick.
3: Um, yeah, so basically, um, we're here to talk about hookers and 5 right? I'm about to go get a
2: hooker. Every single hooker.
3: hooker. Um, there's been a bit of press on you know, how deep these pools are. You've probably seen some other content um, creators and some other potties already kind of talk to it, but this is our take on it, so we've put them to, together. Um, we've got some interesting info around a couple of guys that we'll get to, um, but basically what we'll do is... I'll read through our rankings, and again, we'll chuck these up on socials after the fact so you guys can have a bit of a look at, give us some feedback, which you've been really good at doing. We've got a couple of questions from some listeners that we'll, we'll, we'll cover off on at the uh, at the end of, of our lists. Um, but to kick it off, I'm going to go through our hookers, the hooker position, um, because obviously this is a really contentious one, hookers. So I'll just quickly run through the hooker ranks, and as you know, like once you're going to get to the t- past the top six, drops off a fucking cliff. Really drops off a fucking cliff. So, um, and Luke, you'll talk to a bit of strategy around how to uh, how to draft the hookers, um, and then we'll get stuck into you guys have picked out a hooker each you want to talk to. So we'll jump into a bit of detail around that. But basically, our hookers. Our, um, our ranks uh, aren't too dissimilar to what's kind of getting around out there. But basically, Harry Grant's up top. Doesn't need any more chat than that. Damian Cook, a lot of people predicting a bit of a bounce back for him uh, on the back of no Adam Reynolds and obviously keeping the attack fairly straight. He's got the pedigree, um, and I think he deserves his second spot. McInnes is there. Obviously, he's done it for a couple of years prior to his injury. He's dual, but you wouldn't really draft him in your second rows uh, unless he goes really late in your league for some reason. Uh, we've got Reed Marnie before Brandon Smith. Now, those two are kind of... Uh, I, I feel they're kind of interchangeable because you get great base with Marnie, and he's probably going to play 80 minutes. Um I know there's a couple of potties out there that have talked to the fact that Mitch Rain's there, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Brad Arthur is look, you touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Brad Arthur is in a very small closing premiership window and also for his job. So I don't think he's really got the flexibility to be taking liberties in playing a Mitch Rain over Reed Marnie. I think he can guarantee Reed Marnie plays bulk minutes. At hooker, if not 80. And if that's the case, the guy's pure base, he's got a decent kicking game. Brandon Smith at number five, he's got a bit more upside than Money. He's got try scoring ability, and now if he's playing lock, he's going to have a lot of that. So again, You know, it's one or the other. You either love your base or you love your uh, high end output, and either way. Uh, We've got Reese Robinson at number six, and that's where our kind of top tier ends. Reese Robinson's been able to maintain a pretty high output uh, over the last couple of years, only playing kind of 50 to 60 minutes a game. Um, Now, obviously, Reuben Cotter's there, but we feel he's probably going to play in the back row more than he plays at lock. Jake Granville's there, he's the only. Um, He's the only one that's going to Potentially impact Robson's role But we've seen over the last couple of years That it hasn't done too much To his kind of 55 to 60 average Uh, From there we've got Corusow Cotter Chad uh, Chris Randall Sorry um, Connor Watson Jazz Tavunga Sammy Verrills Blake Braley Wade Egan Little, Hodgson and McCulloch So you can see that it really Thins out uh, Particularly after kind of uh, Randall and Watson um, Really kind of drops off a cliff But Lukey, I'll kick it off with you mate Um, Who did you want to talk to Within our hooker ranks there
0: Well, I'll just start with the strategy that you touched on, Delane, and that's um, so obviously the first six there down to Reece Robson. Uh, We're of a bit of a belief that uh, if you don't get one of those guys, and I think um, Grant Cook, McKinnis, Marnie, and Brandon Smith are all uh, top four rounds. Um, None of them should slip outside the fourth round. Uh, Reece Robson, he's probably closer to like a round five, six pick, I think, at, at hooker, but if you don't get... Either any of those six, so you've got to think it's half your comp. Um, if you've got a 12 man, or even you know, like 60% of your content, 10 man league, uh, you've got to just ditch hooker and prioritise other positions uh, in those top rounds uh, um, because you can pick up a 50 average hooker, a Verrells, Brayley, Egan, Little, Hodgson, McCulloch uh, in the in the really late rounds. Like those guys are going to be going sort of rounds 10 plus. Um, you, you don't need to be. Prioritising the position of hooker. If you don't get one of those six, okay. So now moving on to the bloke that I want to target. Um, unless it, does anyone else have anything to add to that though, or just or no, that? no, you're absolutely spot on, and most people would would do that as well. Uh, the, the the
3: second row forward pool is going to be pretty deep. We already touched on the centre winger pool is going to be fairly deep. Um, so. Grab yourself a, a high output centre winger or a second row forward If all that's on the table left for you is a Jacob Little Or a, you know even a Verrills or whatever it is Don't prioritise hooker Move on, get off the train and strengthen another position I think you're spot on there, Lukey
0: um, I might actually talk to Watson, to be fair So Lukey, you, you, you were going to jump into Watson, mate yeah, I just want to talk to Connor Watson because um, there's a few uh, content pages that are um, very high on him, and, and then they're putting out um, some, you know, very optimistic uh, projections for, for Connor Watson without anyone really knowing the role. Now we've got him ranked at ten. Now we've we've faded him a fair bit from where you you might see him in other people's lists, but uh, the reason for that is is because last year he played fifty 59- nine. Nine minutes at the Knights, right, a game. Now, that, the bulk of that was at hooker, oh, sorry, at lock, through the middle, okay, every now and then he played at different positions, relieved at six and, you know, with injuries and stuff like that, but the bulk of it, he was playing through the middle. You reckon he's taking minutes off Radley? Like, if anything, Radley's, mm. Radley's going up. In minutes, yeah. I, I see yeah. Radley yeah. playing seventy minutes a game this year if he can stay on the field. So that's the caveat with Radley; he gets he gets a a suspension, and then Watson becomes, uh, you know, he, he becomes relevant. But I don't see how Radley is actually going to take a step back in minutes for Connor Watson. So I believe Connor Watson's gone to the Roosters to play nine. However, Connor Watson's passing is actually substandard for a first-grade footballer. We discussed this last week, okay? So unless he's been doing nothing but passing medicine balls all off-season, he's a liability in there. He can't get the ball quickly to their halves. So he may spend some time at nine, but it's not going to be a lot. It's only going to be enough where the big forwards have damaged his speed and footwork in and around the ruck. Is going to be paramount so they'll throw him on there verrills a service is it's elite um he is in a contract year so they've got the cheese coming um but they also need to get their halves quick footy their halves are Kiri and walker who are small who are injury prone they don't need a and b defenders putting inside out pressure on them while the, while the hot air balloon's floating in the in the air to them. And if there's nothing holding the A and B defenders tight to the ruck, then they release onto the half, yeah. right? But also, if the deck ball is slow, it gives those guys time to release onto the half. And that's what Connor Watson has. He's got a slow deck ball. Be very careful with Connor Watson. Don't overdraft him because we don't know what we're gonna get out of him. And the trials may not be a representation because they might just be you know, cycling through players to give him a, a run, okay? So be very careful with Connor Watson. Um, I still believe that he can be valuable because of his attacking upside. He's, he, he, his points per minute are really good. But if he plays, say, 20 minutes at hooker, 15 minutes at lock, 20 minutes at lock, he's playing 40 minutes and that's probably only gonna to equate to 40, 45 points a game.
3: I'll give. I'll chuck a stat at yeah right? So, the last time he played uh, bulk minutes at, at nine was in 2019 with us at the Knights. When he plays nine, he averages 82 points, okay? But to do that, but in those nine games that he played at nine, he averaged 73 minutes. One of those games was 67 minutes. So, basically, take that out of the equation. He needs 80 minutes. Right, at nine to be effective. It's a it's a hell of a points per minute output, like you said, Loki. But he's not playing eighty minutes there. And he and you know, like he's looking at I believe maximum fifty minutes. Maximum fifty minutes. Cause he's not gonna be playing bulk minutes at nine, and he's definitely not gonna be playing bulk minutes at um at lock. So look, what do we know about Connor Watson? We know dick about Connor Watson at the Roosters. Like, we don't. Nobody knows anything. Like, there's a lot of people kind of sitting back with their fingers crossed, hoping that he gets bulk minutes at the Roosters. And if he does, then fantastic. But I don't know if Trials is going to tell us that, unless someone comes out and says he's going to be the starting nine. Approach with caution for Connor Watson. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, good place to leave. Watson, who are you going to focus on, Lukey, uh outside of uh, outside of him?
0: Uh, just Jazz Tavanga, and I'll just touch on it quickly so that um, the, the boys can uh, give a bit of a spiel about theirs. But um, I, I just feel with uh, Tohu Harris missing considerable time at the start of the season, eight plus weeks, that Jazz Tavanga is going to get minutes in that role. Um, now, he played average 40, 40 minutes a game last season, um, a tad over one point um per minute so he he didn't average that great last season but for me Jazz Tavang is one of those players in this draft where you might draft a hooker and you might get your hooker which is Ch- chad randall right you, you you pick him up if Tavang is still on the board i think you've got to take a pun on him because if he gets minutes there at lock you can put him into hooker um, and it gives you that flexibility. Someone may not get a good hooker. Chad Randall performs really well. You can trade him. Chris Randall. Trade
2: it's, it's Chris Randall, but it's I'm Chris okay Randall. with calling him Chad. Chad Randall for the whole fucking season. Hey? I am so good with Chad Randall all it's, season. It's now Chad Randall. It's
3: now Chad Randall. Is <laughs> Is he the, is he the he's new, there. he's the new, the Chad, right? The Chad. <laughs> the
2: Chad.
0: Was it Chad Randall well, Hopefully was we don't see The the other Chad Yeah so look um, Jazz Devunga. Look if he's if he's on boards late I reckon grab him Take a punt Because I reckon he's going to get Minutes at 13 And that always equates To points for him So yeah Keep your eyes peeled Benny Hookers mate Who do you want to focus on?
2: Yeah mate um, I'm going to run with uh, Blake Braley I just think He's going to be an option As we spoke about before With our, our sort of um, Sorry this sour This sour's hitting me a little bit <laughs> With the, with the strategy behind only taking... Um, Mate, I've finished the sour finish
1: already. It's I've, I've, I've a fucking got a delicious.
2: Bit, I've got a little bit left in the bottom. And that's delicious. it. It's been in really good.
1: I remember when I had my first beer sound.
2: That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Um, with the strategy of jump and ship after those good hookers have gone off the board, I think someone like Break Braley is someone you can grab really late. Um, rounds 10 to 13... Onwards, like he, he could, he could not even get drafted in some leagues, um, especially your ten man leagues. We know he's able to play eighty. He's played eighty for most of um, the last two seasons, and he um, he's averaging that forty nine to fifty. His average for the last two seasons has been forty nine. I think we don't know how Fitzgibbons going to play the hookers at Cronulla yet. We we don't. We haven't seen him as a head coach. He may follow um, Robbo's lead and, and sort of swap his hookers around a little bit give someone else some time there but, but you know we've obviously got to watch trials and see how that goes Uh I think with the better middle, the, more, the higher quality middle around him this year, uh, he's probably got the opportunity to increase his ceiling a little bit. His ceiling previously has uh, been a 75 last year and an 86 the year before, are his top scores. So not particularly high, but I think with yeah better quality around him in the middle, obviously he's got Heinz there as an option now. He's got McKinnis and Finucane running around the middle as well. So... I honestly think, as uh, as we spoke about before, with the strategy of jump and ship on the hookers, um, if you miss out on those sort of top five or six blokes, I think Braley's someone that you can pick up later, still get a 50 average out of, and if, if uh, Fitzgibbon decides to play his hookers in an 80-minute role, you could be settling on a bloke who knocks you, who increases his average to a 55 or a 57 for the season. And we don't know that
3: uh, this system and the way that Fitzy plays might push him uh, you know, up another five or six points into that kind of higher echelon hooker as good. well.
2: So good. He, he doesn't have a bad running game. He, he's always had a pretty good running game, but I just think he's always played it pretty safe um, and just, you know, dished off a bit of deck ball. And uh, I think if, if Fitzy plays, you know, wants him to run a bit more then obviously it's an opportunity for him to increase that average and his ceiling.
3: Yeah. Nice one.
1: Very good. Very good. As, uh, I've highlighted Chad Randall. Um, <laughs> now, only a small small sample size for Chad. Um, he's only played three games at hooker for the Knights over the years. He's played a bit off the bench and he's played um, one at lock. But uh, in those three games, over 60 minutes, um, he averaged 64, then he had a 30, but then he had an 81. So, um there, there is potential there. Um, he looks really hungry and he's solid in defence. Um, he's got some... He had a game where he had a couple of um, really good create uh, stats as well. Obviously, there's um, there'll be some uh, minutes taken off him from Crossland or Mann. Um, so, I don't think he plays 80. He'll probably play like 60, 65. Um, but he's going to be that really solid hooker that if... If you don't want to get off the train at at five or six, um, then you could probably go into sort of seven round seven and eight and take uh, take Randall. A bit of upside there. I mean, in the Knights are a bit of probably a bit of a shit show this year. Dusty, sorry to say, but um, don't be sorry. I think. <laughs> 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 never be sorry. Never be sorry. <laughs> yeah, your faders are going to be pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, yeah, a consistent year for Randall, um, could have been averaging uh, over sort of 55 into the 60s, so I think he, he's a solid pick-up. We got him ranked around the 8 or 9 position um, and yeah, hopefully he has a good year and definitely look as a, as a possible reach. There's a bit of chat around
3: Josh Hodson. I don't know if that comes to fruition, but if it does, he probably goes well and truly up into that top six if he comes up to us. I haven't heard anything added outside of the initial rumours. Look, when Phoenix Crossland played nine for us, I think it looked his best that he's looked in playing first grade. So, yeah, probably approach with caution on Chris Randall because uh, he may only play 50 minutes a game if, if Phoenix Crossland's there because... One thing that is uh, apparent in in Chris Randall's game is he doesn't have a lot of tacking upside. He's definitely a a tackle-first kind of base-heavy hooker, Uh, whereas Phoenix Crossland's got a bit more playmaking to his game, so they might look to bring him on to basically kind of take advantage of those tied forwards and stuff like that. So will trials tell us what we need to know about Chris Randall? I don't know.
1: And I'm surprised they came out so early and said it's Randall's spot. Um, considering how much hype they've had on Crossland and how much development they've put in and trying to wean him into first grade and off the bench and things like that. Um, but I agree. I thought Crossland looked really good at nine last year. So I'm a little bit surprised that um, they came out so early when we haven't seen any any trials or anything like that. So yeah, I agree. Uh, um, if he is, if Randall is that starting hooker, um, then, then he's definitely someone that you could um, uh, pick up outside of our top six Lads, I'm going to ask a question
3: around Appy Korosau Because he's fading in a lot of people's lists And he's faded in our list Luki, you might be the one to kind of Lead off this discussion, right? He's going to the Tigers next year They've just upgraded Mitch Kenny's contract But You guys are in a bit of a premiership window At the moment, right? You lose out next year as well uh, I get the kind of feeling that you know, Cleary's a smart enough egg that he's going to go, I'm playing my best players here. I, I really don't see Coruscant taking a hit in minutes that much this season because, you know, uh, he, he's he's the best option there by far. You consider, There's a considerable downgrade when you're playing Mitch Kenny, right?
0: Oh, and yeah, there's the, they love Mitch Kenny on Twitter, but... Um <clears throat> let's be real, Mitch Kenny is, oh, there's not much to Mitch Kenny other than tackling and passing off the deck. So I, I, I don't really rate him. He, he's good there as cover. I think he'll be in there top 17, but he'll play some time at lock like he did towards the back end of last season. Um, there's the anti-vax thing that's hanging over Coruscant's head. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know where that's at, um, what that's going to mean. He's obviously had some issues with his misses last year as well, um, the whole Origin thing. Uh, So, yeah, uh, where's your head at? Happy Coruscant, that's probably the big question. um, And that probably is going to determine how he plays. But I do believe that Cleary will try and get as much out of Coruscant as possible. But again, he missed a lot of time with injury last year. Um, games played, fourteen games is all he played last year. So,
3: oh wow, yeah. fuck! I didn't mm. think that. Jesus.
0: Yeah. So he missed
3: he missed, he missed a couple in sus- from suspension, didn't he? Uh,
0: possibly. He, he,
3: from that Origin
1: shit that happened. He only won. Was that oh, one. Was yeah. one one game in the first seven rounds?
0: Yeah, and then he and then he sort of missed thirteen. Uh, 19, 20 and then 22 so you know he is injury prone we, we know that so y- you do uh, you do get that with the package but yeah hard to say with Happy Coruscant um, yeah he's a, he's a proven performer but you know talk about where his head's at.
1: I think he would have signed that contract the Tigers were so desperate to get someone this year yeah. I think he would have signed the contract thinking yeah. I'm a chance to go this year um, yeah, and that hasn't come to fruition, so that's obviously that could play on his mind as well. I, I mean, yeah, Mitch Kenny is not Appy Coruscant, obviously, but I still think he plays a bit more minutes. I'm, I think Appy's around the 55, 60 max. I don't, I don't. You won't see him playing 80 minutes, I don't think.
0: Possibly, and you might find Mitch Kenny starting, and <coughs> you know, and then Appy coming on as that bit of the the. Um, you know a bit of the spark plug but we've got a fellow I, I can't think of his name right now but he's a young fella he's playing like flag or um and he might be in our top 30 and he's an australian schoolboy, i believe at, at hooker so i think he's someone that i think the mitch Kenny contract is only for two years it's just sort of like all right we just need you to warm the, the seat for for this young fella coming through so yeah
3: nice one nice one very good so he's he's Potentially going to have some value late, or let somebody who he doesn't know take him early, and then leave someone half decent on the board. So Hooker is probably done and dusted there, and and there's not too much to talk to. Five eights. We'll move on to five eights. Now this is a pretty interesting one because there hasn't been much talk around five eights outside of like who's going in the top thirty or forty in people's projected lists. So we thought we'd jump into it because, again, it's not a really deep pool, unfortunately, this year. And the problem being is if you don't pick up a gun 5.8, which is maybe, again, the first few uh, contenders, then you've got to get off the train and pick up some of the later rounds. But what you've got to do is make sure you've got a gun half. You can't afford to have two ordinary halves here. So you've got to get a, either a tier 1 half back and have like a tier 2, 3 or 4, five, eight, or the other way around. So... Just moving into 5.8s here I'll quickly run through our um, our projected lists and our rankings. So our, our rankings are as follows in terms of the 5.8 pool. So the first few are pretty cut and dry. So Cody Walker's going to go first round. Cameron Munster's probably going to go first round in most drafts. Then you've got Luke Keary, he comes with a bit of an asterisk this year because with Sam Walker's including, uh, inclusion in the side and then obviously coming off the ACL, what can he produce? We know he's got very high-end potential, but his his floor is quite low. Then you got Matt Burton uh, as well, uh, who we know is just a gun. And the games that he's played at 5-8 for Penrith, he's been a gun. So, look... In all fairness, uh, by the end of the season, he could potentially be ranked higher than Keary. Uh And I think he probably does, to be fair. I think he probably is. But at the moment, we've got him at four. At number five, we've got uh, Schuster. Now, um, is he dual this year? Again? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. so yep. his second yep. row, of course he is. Five, uh, yeah, so he's another great bloke to be able to plug into your 5'8", because he's going to be playing on an edge. Um, but we also know that even when he covers 5'8", he's got good output. Uh, then you've got Jerome Luai, who I think probably takes a little bit more of a step up in consistency. He had a great first eight rounds, then a f- the worst eight rounds you've ever seen from a 5'8", nearly last year. So that kind of leveled his season out. Adam Dewey's another one that comes with a pretty big asterisk because when he comes back, which won't be until probably round eight plus, where does he play? You know, and and as I said earlier on in the potty, I believe that Madge probably plays his best 13. And if that's the case, Dewey may end up in the centres. Now, he was great there last year, but the goal kicking had a big part of that. And as we discussed a few weeks ago in our centre winger pod, that... He potentially doesn't goal kick Because his plant foot is uh, The ACL Which he's had uh, Constructed twice now uh, So maybe Hastings Continues with that So he may not have that High end output That he had last year uh, Where he was a gun uh, Then you go into Sean Johnson Who uh, is probably Jewel Halfback 5'8 Again And um, Scotty Drinkwater, another asterisk on him as well. So there's not a lot of certainty in this 5-8 pool. Does he get the spot? You know, there's three blokes fighting out for two positions up there in the Cowboys in Townsend. Um, uh, Drinkwater and uh, the bloke from the Broncos. Can't think of his name right now because Deirdin. this... Deirdin. Deirdin. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so we've we got to kind of see how that kind of all... up. Unfolds and there's been Pretty good mail that Hammer is going to be the one So we know that Drinkwater's not going to be Back there Uh, Dylan Brown, a guy that's kind of fallen a fair bit here, but I think can have a pretty good season and is a pretty reliable pickup, especially kind of round six plus in your draft, I reckon. Um, And he's a guy that if you pick up a high end halfback and if you can partner him with them, he's pretty good value. Kurt Mann, we spoke to last week that obviously if he gets a a, a roll and decent minutes through the middle, he's definitely value. AJ Brimson, he's going to be playing six full-time this year. What does that mean? Yeah, again, another asterisk. We don't really know. Uh, The kid's got skill, but... Can he put it together in an organising role? Uh, we know he had a great nine-game run at the back end of 2020, but he couldn't really put it together last year. Jackson Hastings probably gets the goal kicking uh, for the Tigers. And then you've got Jay Clifford, who again could get the goal kicking for the Knights and finish the year in outstanding form. Azra, I'm going to chuck to you to start,
1: mate. Uh, so who do you want to highlight in the 5'8 pool? So I've gone um, AJ Brimson... And mainly because of how far he's fallen from last year. So I took him round two last year. So he had a really good um, 2020. Um, And the bloke has massive upside. We know that. Uh, 2020 average 74. All at fullback. um, But really gets involved. Had a lot of create stats. A lot of evade stats, loves the footy in his hand. Um, it's, a, it's a new and exciting pairing at Titans, but there's always that asterisk on the Titans on whether there's just too much hype around them. Um, but I think, I mean, if you look back to 2019, he played six games in the halves and only averaged 34. So um, I think he'll be a different player. Um, this year, definitely, um, but I mean, he's more—he's way more experienced. I think he—we've got him way, way down our list for five eights, but he's probably going to be someone that um, can bust out at, like an eighty or ninety every now and then um, for you. But you'll need a cop to the thirties and forties um, from AJ Brimson in the halves this year. I don't know, fellas. What do you reckon? He's—he's just—he's. Someone you just But if you're on him You're on him And if you're not Then you would stay away from him But um, Yeah last year was a bit disappointing Drafting him at two He did a solid job It wasn't fantastic I mean he still averaged 61 Which is Dependable But obviously not for a number two pick um, And a different role this year I don't know I think I traded
0: him Well did I trade you Yeah Yeah yep. and he, didn't, he did nothing When I got him
1: Either as yep. well so. it yeah, has different, been, look, different ball game
3: Has been working with Darren Lockyer, apparently. He's joined their coaching ranks and has been doing a lot of work with Darren Lockyer this off-season. What does that mean? Don't really know, but at least he's got a bit of guidance on when to inject himself and and what kind of role he's played. I think in the past when he's played six, it's been more of a, hey, this guy has ability. Can you do a job for us?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean... As I said, we've we've got him pretty far down our list, but if he can average a 61 to a 63, 64, then he shoots up that list a little bit further. Um, and in, in that pool of 5.8s that aren't exactly um, very long, if you're in a, a 10 to 12-man league, then he, he's someone that you could take a reach on um, and, and get some good output at we know that he can he can bust it at any time yeah nice nice he's definitely
3: value later in drafts that's for sure
2: yeah Benny mate who you got yeah I'm gonna to touch on Jackson Hastings we sort of um, went over him a little bit the other day but I just think he's a bloke that you could pick up again um, fairly late I don't I don't think um, anyone's going to be super high on him. Obviously, there's still the unknown of the fact that he's playing at the Tigers and people are still concerned about whether his job security is there with with Dewey's return after um, after he comes back from injury. Uh, Lukey spoke about it before. I I think the Tigers need to put... like Madge isn't a great coach, but just anyone with half a brain knows they need to put their best team on the park. And that would be... Uh, Dewey in the centres uh, and, and running a Hastings-Brooks-Halves pairing. Um, if that happens, I I think Brooks still probably plays the left-hand side of the field a bit more. And if Hastings has got that opportunity to link up with Dewey and that right-hand outside line, I think uh, there's, there's a good chance for some upside there. From what I could... I, I was struggling to find some stats on him from the Super League, like game stats, to see what he's sort of... What he's looking at in a the, in the way of what say, how much he runs the ball and how many tackles he makes. But from the last, from a couple of games that I did find stats on, it looks like he's making around that 20 tackles a game. Uh, over in the Super League, it's obviously a little obviously a little bit different. Um, the game's a little bit more attacking based over there. Um, but he's not scared to run the ball. He has quite a few quite a few runs. Um, his attacking stats. He didn't score a lot of tries. Um, he set a few up. But I just think he's. Uh, his base is going to be pretty solid to begin with so I think you're probably going to be looking at a 35 to 40 base out of him uh, out of a half which is pretty handy out of a 5.8 you can't complain about that and as I said somebody that you can grab late in your draft Um, Brooks to me has done all he can do at the Tigers Uh, he needs to move on um and I think Hastings could... out, hey? Yeah, he just looks done. Like He just doesn't look like he's got anything left there to offer the Tigers. I think he needs a fresh start, and it's just not happening. Everyone's been calling for a fresh start for Brooks for quite a few seasons now. Um, I think Hastings could be a pretty good focal point for the Tigers' attack this year, and I think, like I said, you could grab him pretty late in your draft. That 5'8 spot being pretty thin after kind of uh, Johnson... There's not much more there to offer everyone else's kind of up in the air as well. So if you grab Hastings late, it could be a pretty good pick up for the year.
3: Yeah, nice one. Very good, very good. Lukey. Uh,
0: I'm going to do um, Chad Schuster. I mean, Josh Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Josh Schuster burst on the scene last year, uh, played second row out of necessity. Because the Sea Eagles were that depleted by injury that they had no other option but to stick the big bodied Josh Schuster out there on an edge, and my goodness, didn't he make a fist of it? Oh it um, phenomenal. Just a real throwback to the ball playing second row forwards from like the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, sort of Jim Dimmick. Andrew Ryan-style blokes who who had really nice passing games on them but, you know, took the line on. Uh, another year, another off-season under his belt. Um, he can get into better shape. He was a little bit sort of uh, out of condition, I think, for that position. And, and you know, like he, he spent his career being a 5'8". So uh, I think those days are probably past him um, unless they, they get an injury to Kieran Foran, which now that I think about it is probably a chance of happening to to be fair, yeah. So, but um, yeah, so better conditioning. Um, I think he can work on his line running. I think he was very early ball, lots of footwork. So he had tackle busts in him, offload, obviously just laying, laying football onto uh, Tom Trebovich, like like Tommy's never had really like on that edge. That just gave them it. It, it became indefensible because either Schuster was the lead or um, Brad Parker was the lead off off Schuster, you know, and it was just like, oh, who do we number up on? Where do we get numbers to? You know, that sort of thing. So, look, uh, providing he can stay injury free and take that next step, I I can see him being an absolute weapon this year. Um, He averaged uh, pretty close to 60 last year. Um, So, I I think that there's every chance that just with his base stats alone, that he can do that again. Um, He's a 70, uh, sorry, 80-minute player. Um, So, again, you can sort of, 61 he averaged last year. So, again... He, uh, he had a, a, a hamstring injury during the middle of the year, come back, played really well. Last few games of the season, yeah, he taped it off a little bit, but you know, you're know you going to get that um, with someone like Schuster in the, in the infancy in his career. But I think um, as a 5'8", um, especially given that he is dual, I think that uh, just that that base stat is something that you don't normally get out of five eights. So even if he doesn't lay on any um, attacking stats and... Look, if I'm looking at some of the games he had where he had pretty pretty minimal sort of create and evade stats, he still had like, you know, round two, he played 76 minutes, scored 46 points, and only had one tackle break. Um, round four, played 80 minutes, um, six evade points, uh, 47 points. So he's still going to get you that decent block of points that you can sort of deal with for your score, and it's not going to hurt you too much if he doesn't have a game, or he has a game where he doesn't have attacking stats. So, yeah, look, Josh Schuster, I'm, I'm pretty big on him. Um, I think that he probably goes top five rounds. I'd say rounds four or five. You're starting to look at, yep. uh, at picking Josh Schuster?
3: And uh, you... You'd be solely drafting him at six, right? You wouldn't really be putting him into your two RFs unless he dropped kind of rounds eight or nine and the five eights are all gone, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. But I I think it depends on who you can... Like, a draft's a funny thing, isn't it? Like, on the day, blokes are on the piss. Blokes have, uh, you know, research material that they need a fucking microscope to... To to read Um, Shout out Tim Meadows Um, (laughs) You know So things change And you might find yourself going You know Cam Munster Into Toby Sexton um, Into You know A a, a decent fullback And then you're like Oh shit all right, I'm going to draft And Josh Schuster's still on the board For your next pick You go fuck it I'm going to take him to the second rower just because he's dual. Just because, you know, you're going to get that 60 out of it. You know what I mean? Like, don't... I, I think to go into it going he's strictly a 5'8 a might be a little bit sort of narrow-minded.
3: He's got a decent enough output, doesn't he, that you can get him in the second row if he drops in draft.
0: Yeah, 100%. He had three scores in the 90s last season. So, you know, and being on that manly left edge, you know that he's going to, to generate points. So... I think that to be a firm part of your second row forwards, I think that probably the second, second row forward you take maybe, but yeah, look, definitely someone that you're going to draft in the first five rounds. Yeah, nice one.
3: Nice one. Any more chat on the the 5-8 pool there, guys? There's a few guys, as as we touched on when we went through the list, lots of asterisks there in terms of minutes, in terms of positions, uh, whether they're guaranteed the spot at all. Um, Sean Johnson's someone who's pretty interesting to me. I mean, he's probably on the downslope of his career in terms of output, but will definitely do a job. Does have the goal kicking up his sleeve if he gets it. And even if he doesn't, like, is the goal kicking uh, assured to anyone in particular at the Warriors? We don't know. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's kind of alarmingly shallow, the five eight pool.
0: Yeah, it it definitely is, and and, and we've sort of faded Whiten a little bit here, Um, and that's due to the fact that, you know, he averaged, you know, 40-odd last season, Um, you know, with a a fairly decent halfback in George Williams. It's just the fact that he just gets pinned to that side of the field, you know. Um, Just purely uh,
1: a left-side player, hey.
0: But it's it's literally like fucking 25 metres from sideline in. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the footy anywhere else, and it's it's he's put enough he's put together enough mediocre seasons to go look, uh, you know, uh, he's probably in and around that sort of ten to thirteen mark around your Brimsons and your Hastings and your Cliffords. Um, it's just one of those things that y- you need to be a White and Stan, I think, to take a pun on in this season.
1: And he's got like he's got negative stats in him too. He played 21 games last year, and he had three games where he didn't get a negative stat. Yeah, wow. So he will will cost you some points.
3: And the thing is, with a a dominant half like Fogarty down there now, there's a chance that they go away from him a lot more regularly. If Sticky wants to play that half a side kind of footy, then there's a chance that they play right a lot. So... Yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. There is other options uh, out there, like Whiten, but, you know, we just don't know. Uh, you know, Albert Kelly, Tamari Martin, you know, those kind of guys. Who gets the spot there? They're definitely rosterable, if uh, if we know for sure. Like, Albert Kelly had some great output last year.
0: Yeah, mm. if he gets the spot, actually... And, and that's the thing, with Brisbane, like, yeah, you, you, there's, like, three or four blokes competing for that sixth spot, so... I don't know that we can comfortably sit up here and tell the listeners who to draft from Brisbane in that position because we just don't know who's going to get it, you know? I mean, if Albert Kelly gets it, he's definitely draftable. He's huge you know sitting, sitting somewhere between, you know, 8 and 12 on the rank, but there's every chance they go with Tyson Gamble. Now, Tyson Gamble gets it, yeah, I mean, he had some pretty good games last season, but it's just one of those things where you have to know who it's going to be. There's no clear-cut, uh, you know, candidate there, and there's there's probably too many, too many for us to, to make an assumption in that space. Yep, yep. Oh, obviously, um, you know, there's other blokes
3: out there in other clubs that you just got to keep an eye on trials and figure out who's going to get the minutes. But again, trials only tell us so much and they might tell us too much too. Like there could be, you know, guys who are just not in the conversation at all getting a run. So uh, yeah, look, definitely keep your eyes out for trials when they come. We'll post these lists on socials over the next couple of days. Would be very interested in your comments around the hookers and five eights, given how shallow, and how uncertain both both rankings are at this stage. All right, lads, uh, we've probably summed both of those up. Um, enough today uh, obviously I'll just touch on quickly again the mock draft that we've got happening and then we're going to kick it off at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon we'll put a bit of a post up on socials today if you want to get involved with um, some pure drafters I say that with it very very loud asterisks <laughs> um, get involved we'd love to you know get some uh, some feedback and some some uh, input from from some of our listeners and see uh, what your thoughts are and where you're Take some guys. It's a bit of fun. It's a good tool to use in the preseason. And again, like I said, we're a fair few weeks out from the start of the season, so we'll do another one closer to the date.
0: Lads it's probably ha- really good for um, blokes who are new to draft as well 100% um, and, and if you're new to drafting you don't know how a mock draft works or you know what, what to expect if you want to jump jump online just hit us on the DM and, and, and you know like just let us know hey I haven't done one of these before or you know what can I expect what do I have to do and we'll just let you know like we don't care like we don't care whether you you, you haven't even touched draft before like we're not going to shame you or nothing like that just let us know we're, we're happy to help out as many people who are new to the format as possible we want to build the draft um, the draft school so yeah let us know and and if you new out there this is a, this is a really good opportunity these are things that when we started out in draft we didn't really do you know we were going it blind and and these are tools that if we had back then we would have been um you know so much better now with our knowledge that we probably wouldn't shut up about ourselves and we'd just keep talking ourselves up but uh we didn't have it so yeah we're yeah there that. no very good and look that mock draft look we'll 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 It'll be an
3: online through the app draft. It'll only take about an hour, hour and a half out of your day. And again, you can be doing it uh, while you're doing other stuff around the house. I've done multiple ones. It's, you know, nothing's set in stone. It's just a bit of fun to see... Uh, You know kind of calibrate your radar your draft radar. We'll do a snake draft. So obviously kind of 1 to 12 12 to 1 uh, Format in the picks. So you know, you'll have a bit of time between your picks and things like that So it's not like you're gonna have to be tied to your computer for multiple hours throughout the course of the day, but a bit of fun um, Now that the apps open, you know, why don't we get involved in it and and have a look and see where all these players rank so Lads, how's your state? Where are you at?
1: (laughs) I'm, I've am i just logged into Beers, it Beers <laughs> Beers I just wish I could Beers. keep
0: punching them I really do I'm, I'm going to have to stop Just like Do sneakies throughout the day I reckon Just to oh, keep myself topped up
3: Little
0: top ups Yeah I think
3: so Yeah 100% like Yeah same Same uh, A couple of boys are trying to Maybe get a bit of a lunch happening Definitely not driving to that um, you'll have to lean on the missus for that one But uh <laughs> 10.30 on a Wednesday morning And I'm uh, definitely well on my way How good
1: We do this more often
3: look, We'll probably leave it there Before we start dribbling on too much for everyone <laughs> out there Because we, we could go into some, uh, some pretty wild shit uh, At the moment But uh, look, thanks for joining us this morning Benny, a Luki, thanks for jumping on. Uh, look, we'll 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 cover off on obviously front row forwards, two RFs, halfbacks, and fullbacks in the weeks to come. We appreciate your listens. Uh, stay tuned to our socials over the course of the week. Get involved in our mock draft on Saturday, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, lads. Cheers, boys. boys. Cheers.